R.I.P. to Tom Petty. Friend of the show, I always have assumed. Uh, he is, of course, one of the greats. Uh, we will miss him. Uh, a friend of ours in this basement on many a nights, many a Tuesday night, Tim Strachan. Another legend gone from our time. It's just crazy. Well, come on. Our times, yes. Someone we grew up with, but he's yeah, that's what he's I mean. a solid generation and a half sure, ahead of us. Sure-ish. Maybe. I mean, just... He is timeless. timeless. That's, that's what I was going for. He's timeless in my playlists. Kevin Rica, good evening, sir. Yeah, I, I also want to say someone I know that's not backing down. Great report from our man Vinny Morin and the Morin family. Yes. Sitting up, asking for milkshakes. Doing his thing. Uh, appreciate all the prayers that from everyone. That is a great choice, by the way. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it was salty caramel. Agreed. The Agreed. official. Guys. I, I think it's the official milkshake of the show. I've had one it within is. the last 48 hours. Nice call, Vinny. You can't, you can't nice drive call, by. Vinny. Way to go, Vinny. Keep, Keep it going, going brother. This is the Audible from First Amendment Sports Studios in Kensington, Maryland. This is our, our weekly episode of After the Whistle, the official Redskins after show of Hogshaven. Thank you to all the Hogshaven Facebook livers who are joining us tonight to talk about our most favorite television show in the history of television, that is Redskins football, season 85, episode four. It was good TV. I mean, it, it was a lot of things, but for starters, it was good TV for, for Redskins fans this time. Agreed. You know, backwards, forwards, the loss sucks. And there, there's no good losses, but, and there's no more victories, and I don't no, believe in that no, stuff. And if you no, look no at chance. it, but if you look at it from a TV standpoint, if we really truly are looking at, like, we really like truly are. this like it's our TV, our favorite TV show. Sometimes your favorite TV show has that ending where it's not quite what you wanted as a as a fan of the show, but it, it, it's it you can't wait till the next episode. You know, I think that's a better better way than saying it was a moral victory. You know, we don't we don't we don't believe in it. We don't like it that way. But if you look at it that way, truly, it's like it, it ended with a bad taste in your mouth. But you know, you got another episode coming up, and you're looking forward to that episode. You know, it wasn't a bittersweet. I'm not happy to just to be here. I'm not happy just to be nominated. Um, I I hate losing with the best of them. Um, I had us a two and two after four games. I think uh, bragger. Well, I think I, hey, it wasn't looking good. Uh, briefly, no, you just want to say you're right. I'm oh, sorry, that's Go true. Ahead. Well, I, they were on track, and and I think that uh, it was an awesome game for the Redskins. And I just want to tell the people on Facebook who may or may not um, know because they they see us pausing, they see us talking about Tom Petty, they don't know we're listening to Tom Petty. Of course, we listen to music every week on the Audible. Tune in on SoundCloud and iTunes so you can hear it. You can hear the music that we're talking on top of. We try to match up our music with the theme of the week. Obviously, this is a, this is a Tom Petty week, so we got Tom Petty in the cans all night long. Um, I thought we would start after the whistle uh, with a, a, a segment which hasn't was a working title segment. I don't think it's it's decided forever. But but the the scene stealer. Let's let's go. Let's let's give a big ticket item right at the top of the show. Scene stealer. Um, does anyone want to throw throw one out there right away? I'll jump out there right away. All right, what do you got? Because I think uh, it was pretty obvious that the, the good guys stole the opening scene. Uh, we come out there on Monday Night Football waiting to play all day long. 
These Kansas City Chiefs fans don't mess around at Arrowhead. Mm-mm. They're out there tailgating. They got the ribs going. They got that Kansas City barbecue. They got the beer flowing. Windy. They were out there all day long in their, in their backyard, ready for a Monday night football, the only undefeated team in the NFL. Yeah. And that was a feverish pitch. We come out there. You couldn't hear anything on field. And what do we do? We go down. We put seven on the board. Three and out. Go back and put three more on the board. Yeah. And silence. That was a huge, huge part of that game. I think we stole the opening scene. People want to complain that it wasn't enough, 10 nothing. it had to be 14 nothing or 17 nothing out of the gate. And, and I understand, of course, you need those points against a team like the Chiefs. But I would say, in this case, man, it was just so hard to be up 10 nothing. It was so hard to be maintaining that lead. This is a really, really good team, potentially the best team in the NFL, um, go, going even going forward. Uh, the, you know, 24 would have probably gotten it done. Um, we only got 20. But even even in the first half, to, to have the advantage that we had, I thought it, it was it was hard fought. It, it, our advantage might not have showed up on the scoreboard, but I thought our advantage in the first half was very much like the, what we had over Oakland, which was just you, if you're watching this game, you know which team's winning. Yeah, we were in control. Uh, we you know we kicked that field goal and it hurts, but you know I think we're going to make some more conservative play calls on offense and, and those fourth and, and short situations, knowing we've got to, we can trust this defense way more so than we have recently. In the past few uh, what years. I will remember most about this game, especially in that first quarter, was how physical they were. Good God! I mean, did you see the way Norman laid into Kelsey yeah, after he talked and all then, that smack? Yeah, that was and, sick. But but they were all doing it. It was yeah. like oh, it was like crunch. It was like oh my God, hit after hit. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I love, and I think that that again. I think we talked about it last week. That's Minuski and Tom Sula. I think it's just a mindset. Honestly, it's it's the way they're approaching coaching these guys. And guys like Swearinger and them are setting – I mean, they may have been so aggressive they, to their detriment because half of them were hurt by the end of the game. I know. It's hard but to watch. it was extremely physical football. How many guys? in that first half. Seven guys? I think it was seven guys that not, not went out, but went out for a play or two. All on here defense? Here and there. Uh, mostly on defense. You know, Trent Williams went out for a play or two, uh, you know, at least the end of that series. Kelly's out with the, with the foot. Yeah, he came out. Yeah, there was, I mean, we were dropping. We've had a couple of games where we've dropped like flies out there. You know, you see a lot of us, you know, on the field after the whistle. Uh, I think that killed us in the second half, specifically losing Josh Norman. I hope he can come. I mean, the bye couldn't come in a better time for the Redskins. Oh. All of a sudden, you, I love when you can say that. I don't remember yeah. the last time I was like, oh, this bye came in a terrible time. Well, well starting but, around now, you could probably say it at any week sure. that it's at the right time because you're always going to have guys that are banged up. But, man, it seems way worse. I don't know. There was something in the water around here because with Maryland and all the injuries they're having in two. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. And you don't the, once you once you hurt a rib in, in NFL, if you hit hurt a rib in week four, it's going to be Ribs a long tough, season. Man. I mean, I pulled an oblique going for the for the queso yeah. right at halftime, so I can understand, you know. But I made it through the second half just like most of those guys. You're a fighter. Yeah, I you're am. a fighter. Wow. How about uh, what we've, we we're calling shocking all this week? But so so. I guess the, I would say the most the most shocking thing that you saw, uh, or the thing that blew you away the most, and let's kind of let's retire, you know, the the feeling that we had against Oakland last week that we kind of also had in the first half against Kansas City this week. Um, the shock and awe of this episode. I mean this this was this was a quarter at the end of a quarter episode. I think in terms of Game of Thrones, you know, you have your like episode nine, like every every season, that episode nine is the big one. I don't think this is our episode nine necessarily, but it was it was set up to be. A big one. I think it came through. It was certainly a battle, and it certainly was exciting, and there was a lot of action. 
our our favorite character obviously didn't win, but I mean, it was an it was an awesome episode. So I'll I'll, I'll you know start off. I thought the Terrell Pryor um, touchdown, even though he got a little bit of a just a teeny tiny just a teeny tiny bit of this, teeny tiny. It was good separation. It was got some separation. The fact that he came down with that touchdown to me was the most shocking. I was just so thing happy he got slowed down a little bit so he could catch it. <laughs> I mean, it fell into his arms. He didn't reach up and grab it. It went through the defender's hands. It was a little crafty handwork to make that ball fly in there. You know uh, crafty handwork, dude. You're right about that. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a master craftsman. Thank you, Matt Seal. Yes. And we have known each other for 30 years, so. Uh, but, you know, what What was your shocking moment, T? What, what, what knocked you out? My shocking moment, if you want to kind of compare it to a Game of Thrones, is that one scene where one character really has, like, the big moment. To me, it was Vernon Davis. That's also why nice. I tried to text him again today. And Vernon, I'm sure I don't have your number anymore. If you watch this, hear about it. Come on, Vernon. Hit your boy up. You know you're Come seeing on the show. show. I'm shocked. I'm, I'm shocked he hasn't gotten I don't know if anybody here. really watches this, so we'll see. Vernon. I mean, Vernon, come on, Get man. over here immediately. Get turp in this to basement. Turp. Come on on. Get in this basement. No, he's my guy. He, I mean, that, 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 long, that long play, it took me back to when... You know, he was at Maryland, and all the, the great plays I saw him play. It, it, the way he's playing right now, it's awesome. It's awesome for me personally, but also for, like, it's his hometown. It's, it's where his he grew hometown. Up. And he's, it, he's, he's, everybody thought, okay, you know, he's kind of reaching the end. Dude, he looks, did you see how he uh, was he springing off that? He looks better this year than he has for the last two. So, and, and he just, he, he, he presented himself really well uh, in some post-game shows. You know, I, I thought he did a great job. He's a great ambassador right now for this team. Longest play since 09, I think they I mean, said. He's not, he's not playing perfect, but, man, he's playing pretty he, great. right now he is, he's, he's, the, he's, he's playing well. It was, I found it interesting that that play At, is when great. When they need it. It was a long play, uh, a fast play. That drive ended up being so short. It kind of it, it kind of hurt us. I, I, I would never take it back, no. but... Uh, it, the way that the second half worked out and the way the time of possession went against us and yeah. Kirk Cousins just didn't have that many throws, um, didn't have that many attempts, um, that, that that quick third quarter strike. I couldn't believe how how we did it, first and foremost. What a response. It was a, an amazing response. Um, I, won't, I won't call it a ball management issue because we scored a touchdown, um, but at the same time, it hurt our defense. Our defense was tired after that first drive, and it was super tired after that second drive. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens, and it's yep. hard to go up against a ball control offense like that because that is that is what they are. What a, what a well-coached machine offensively they are. Uh, I was not shocked that we can go toe-to-toe. My favorite football team can go toe-to-toe with anyone. Uh, you know, I, I'm an optimist, but I was not shocked to see that. What was shocking to me about my favorite city was the Paisano's commercial with the What You Want. I mean, I, I, I had a real hard time. <laughs> I, I don't want my former superstars and present stars, uh, you know, dancing solo to an average jingle beat while freestyle rapping and my, <laughs> with, was, a, I didn't with watch a silk it. screen jersey on. I flipped through. Uh, I flipped through. Was my boy George Mirasan on? No, Mirasan wasn't Damn, on there. But, that's but why. Uh, Santana why? Moss is playing peekaboo at the small pizza. You got Terrell Pryor roll dancing with a humongous pickle behind him. Like these are not good images. Nah, this uh, is Eastern Eastern Motors. The Eastern Motors business model. Two point Seriously, someone's like, you know, what we should do. <laughs> we should get Craig Laughlin dancing around like there's a Pringle up his butt. So and if it breaks, he dies. 
because that's how he dances. It was amazing to watch, but it kept coming on over and over and over again. It, it shocked me how bad that was. Kevin Ewald still is a great. Uh, he made his own Eastern Motors jersey. He got uh, the, 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 the Sean Taylor Enforcer Eastern Motors jersey, which is amazing. When he was when he was when he was a rookie, <laughs> what's wrong with that guy? It's I amazing. It's it's the probably it's the best jersey he owns. He owns a lot of decent <laughs> ones. He owns some, some terrible ones, but uh, his Enforcer Sean Taylor Eastern Motors jersey is is amazing. Um, how about how about how about we got numbers? I mean, let's save some let's save us some extra space let's do for it. some numbers talk because the Redskins have been on the right side of a lot of numbers so far this season. And, and, you know, certainly in their wins, first downs, time of possession, rushing yards. Um, you know, they've they've been, they've been okay on on, on penalties eh, a couple games. Not so much against the Raiders. Not so much last night. Um, I guess I guess I'll make penalties my number. My my number my, because what what do we say? They we gave up first downs on third down thanks to penalties. Yep. And what was it? Five times. So and, frustrating. Yeah. Five times and and then I mean and late delayed eight, calls. Eight that, you know of, we thought we had a stop. That was killer. It's not and fan. it was it was this it was the same penalty over and over again though. Like to me, okay, like the Preston Smith offsides that wasn't offsides. Fine, but. He was also caught offsides two other times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the Bashad Breeland, it's like, I understand you get your hands caught up in someone. When the flag was thrown, you knew right away because he had kind of like two or three other penalties that night too. So um, it was the repeat offenders um, that did it for me. Uh, penalties weren't the entire story, but they were a pretty big story. But there's a silver lining there because, Coachable? again, for the second time, for the second loss this year, Due to a lot of self-inflicted wounds, things that can be and should be corrected, like penalties, which is more about discipline and focus, yes, maybe it was an off night, but there was a lot, and it was very costly. They were still in it. They were still able, in in a position to win the game, and if you clean that stuff up, maybe we're not talking about this being, you know, a slight disappointment. But you know you were still in it, but you also know you can't win games when you do that. That's the, my point. Though. Yeah. But so like the game wasn't stuff. over, but it was it's not over. like they weren't fast enough, or yeah. they weren't you know strong enough, or they got out hit, or or they, they, the effort wasn't there. All that was there. There were just dumb mistakes that hurt yourselves. And if you can clean that up, this is a different story. That's the silver lining of that, in my opinion, for those numbers. I've got a couple quick ones. I'm just going to rifle them out there. Yeah, but yeah, you know, okay, you know, right. I love this stuff. Uh, Chris Thompson's been amazing. I don't think he did anything wrong, but 27 total yards out of him. You know, uh, we've been depending on him, and these games are going to happen. He's not just going to get 150 receiving with 60 rushing week in, week out. But they did a good job of corralling him. Uh, what I noticed that jumped out at me when I saw it today is the the Chiefs outside linebacker Justin Houston went up against Morgan Moses. Morgan Moses went up against Khalil Mack last week. Justin Houston this week. Uh, I think it said Justin Houston has got four sacks and three quarterback hits in the first three games. Well, he had neither this week. So back-to-back weeks, our right tackle goes up against those two monsters, and there's been one sack. Uh, I think that's just a tremendous uh, stat for an O-lineman like Morgan Moses, who we just re-signed to the huge deal, yeah. and I think we're now all seeing why. That's why you let that guy go up in single coverage against those werewolf monsters that we typically don't do that against. That's also I also like when Trent came out of the game, they kept him at right tackle. They yeah. kept Scherfing him yeah. together on the right side. Yeah. I thought that was the right thing to do, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, Trent was able to come back into the game. Yeah. Um, I feel compelled to make sure from... Matt, the real deal, see you on Brian Stabby. If we're getting, uh, how are we doing over there? Do we need to say hi to anybody? Any special guests? 
We got some got some people on there. What do we yeah, got, we, Brian? Well, oh. oh, there goes the microphone. Oh boy. Are right, you okay? So, one of the guys you haven't Humble. talked about yet. No, no, I'm. Oh, oh, I don't know. We're, okay, we're tying okay. it in. Okay, so, tied in, tied in. Uh, you talked about guys who kind of surprised you, and we have a our friend of the show, Harry Doyle, wants to discuss the diamond in the rough that was our friend Matt Yanides. He's an animal. Beef and beer, Minuski and Tomasula. I've got that guy rocking and rolling, haven't they? But who's going to be the best character on this entire show, by the way? Uh, the Dave Butts role from, just, from he, years back? What a great t-shirt. No, man. but he's the guy that last episode caught your eye, and this episode caught your eye again, and you're like, uh, all right. They're foreshadowing here's, here's something. a new dude. This guy, Here's a this new guy dude that we got to pay attention to. Yes. He might save the world. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know. Well, you know, I would say it might. Hey, man. I left, the, I left the option open that he doesn't save the world. T. I don't have to be so negative. <laughs> he's a bad Greek dude from <laughs> New Jersey who just is not afraid to mix it up. And the pressure he's been getting, uh, you know, when we do rush for up the middle with him and, and, and Allen, but his role has been tremendous. He was not the first first round draft choice you know he he was cut by us for a brief moment until we re-signed him last year what a what a stud i mean i feel yeah. like him and thomas Sula are like you know rekindled father and son from years ago uh, everyone uh, i think what he's done is absolutely amazing the man for well, every time we rushed forward we blitzed early this week and it got us into some trouble the fact that we can get pressure with a guy like that as one of our four is awesome and in the run game he's a mean dude maddie had another one uh, same guy, Harry Doyle, wants to know, uh, any chance we're going to see Mac Brown in the backfield? Yes. Yes. A, a, a huge chance. I don't think there's that much difference between Mac Brown and Robert Kelly. There's some. But at the end of the day, Jay Gruden is going to find uh, two or three guys. They're, they're all going to get touches. I, I don't think he has any problem letting Mac Brown carry the ball. Um, he's super pissed at Samaje Pirine right now. And he should be. Yep. You can't juggle that pitch. That pitch was right between the numbers. Uh, I, I love the guy, yep. but he's going to be a rookie. Uh, we got to get rid of this, some of this stuff early in this season. But I wouldn't mind seeing a little Mac Brown because uh, Fat Rob is – there's a couple runs before he got hurt that I just was going, what, what? i just not sure what he's trying to accomplish. And I know he's being super patient, but he doesn't have that super burst, and he's solid as hell. But let's see what Mac Brown's got to offer. Is Pam on this week? Pam's with us. But All right. Oh, no. She, she, she might upset? be mad at what us. Up, Pam? Is she mad? Hmm. All right. We'll, just, we'll say hi, Pam, everybody. We love you. We love the skins. I hope everything's going well. Keep it going, Pam. Who else? Joe? Is, there, is he listening to us on his Redskin helmet? He should be. He might be just kind of quiet. Okay. All right. He's, 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 he's listening. our buddy Joe. But we he, know he's listening to some music with the Redskins helmet on his back. I hope so. Maybe he'll be Tom Petty. Little Tom Petty. Yeah. Having a moment. Uh, let me just throw this out there real quick for all you guys. I just wanted to say it fast, and I'm not talking about anything to do with our situation, but just say, in a terrible scenario, we don't have Kirk back next year. And just say that the Kansas City Chiefs want to bring that young guy up and bring, oh, was, make Mahomes the guy. has been bantied about. I'm telling you, this dude, Alex Smith, is, a, is an animal. He's a winner. He's a stud. He doesn't make mistakes. He's tough as nails. He's fast as hell. He's accurate. He's and not, he's not have, done. And he's not done. Kansas he's not City, done. Why would Kansas City think it's, about it's getting rid of him? Way, it's just the way. It's just the way. I asked my boss is a Kansas City Chief. Cash. Man, I asked him. I said, Can cash. You really straight cash, get homie. Rid of him? Straight cash, homie. And he goes, yeah. and I'm like, what? They why? have too many guys. They're, why would you do that? But see, they have so because they have so many young studs that they have Mahomes to pay. Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball of 90 yards on his knees. Well, because you believe because you believe Andy. No, you believe Andy Reid can put any. 
the ball in any quarterback's hand, and he's going to do great. That's what you believe. Yeah, yeah that's true. Okay. You don't throw the ball from your knees that often. No, no you don't. No. Those clips they showed when he was out thrown over on the sideline, yeah. that was freakish. I, that was the only time I was watching some buddies, and everyone was like, whoa. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen Strachan throw the ball after doing the splits at Maplewood, and it's, it's something special, but, you know, it doesn't happen that yeah. often. And then you're a funny guy. Yeah. Uh, one guy that we are, are missing from this entire conversation, and I hate to be the one that brings him up, but I think it's a big McLovin. question. And I think you fall into one of two camps Okay. on Josh Doxson. Do you give him a pass, or are you It was a pissed? tough catch, man. I mean, Just I, I don't think it's about giving him a oh, pass. That, that that, there's not many receivers that can get their there. hands on that ball, much less come down with it. There's two camps out there. There's two camps out there. I'm on, if, you're I'm on, a, if you're in first pick, I'm, I'm, yeah, first I'm on the super way. talented camp side of giving him the ball. that guy's going to be just fine. Yes. So I think people's biggest problem with that was that it was third and two and they didn't run it uh, to try to get a first down and work more clock, which I get. But the Kansas City Chiefs played against the run. You had two guys who got one-on-one. One's Jordan Reed, one's Jock Stockson. wide open, by and the way. J- Jordan Reed was, was open, but you know what? Crowder was open on the cross, too, but you know what? He put the ball right where That was a Dotson perfect throw. It. It was, the wind was in his hands. It was it was hard it just, to bring down. I mean, I've watched that play so many that, times. Do you know what that does for yes, his yes. his career, his confidence? Yes, but do you saw he got that ball at about eleven feet in the I air. No, yeah. no, 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 I know. He got poked in That's the eye, the and then he landed on his face with yeah. a shoulder injury. I mean, all of those things did happen. I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses. That would have been the most athletic, dynamic play, and we needed it. And it, it would have been won the Santana Moss's and, and two catches in there. one. A lot of people yeah. out there are saying he's your first round draft pick. He, those are plays he's supposed to make. Yeah. Now, uh, well then, when, I he, when f- he starts I making all these more, plays, they're going to change their mind. I, I'm, I'm a lot closer to the. I think he'll make it the next time. You know, he has a chance to make that catch every single time out. I think he'll get it the next time. You know, you don't catch him every single time. Not to mention, who even knows what a catch is anymore? I mean, that was clearly not a catch. But in this era of having to be Damn perfect close, in slow though. motion from 11 feet in the I, air I all the way down, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but you're right. Josh Doxson is, is somewhat polarizing, continues to be. Um, I think he's trending up, though. I mean, he's definitely trending up. I think up. his play before this has led up to that there are two camps here. He also made some damn tough catches last night. He did. You know, he, he made some plays. You can see the level of athlete we've been talking about yep. that we've heard about. Well, we're finally getting to see it. They, you know, so they went after uh, Ryan Grant, still getting his touches, which is fine. He's earning it. He's earning it. Um, I think we'll, we'll, the the kind of like the last after showy portion of after the whistle is wh- where is this story going? So recorded the way through. Some awesome writing so far, I think, for the most part. Uh, I, it's like the it's like a modern. It's got like a modern feel because it's kind of dark. You don't really know. You, you're, it's like wait a second, I didn't know that that was gonna happen. You know, or I didn't know this could happen. I mean, there's all these possibilities now that are for real possibilities. And, and I wanted to bring this to you guys' attention and get your guys' take on this because it's kind of a where's the story going slash we got numbers mix. Lots of arguing today about whether or not it matters who we've played so far. Just two, is two and two, two and two, is two and two, two and two, blah, 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 blah. You're still behind the Eagles. They're still undefeated. You still lost. The four teams we've played are good teams. We measure ourselves against those guys. I, I got to believe that that matters. Why are people so down on that idea? Those four teams are combined 12 and four, and two of those losses are at, at our hands. I think the Rams are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Obviously, everyone saw Kansas City. I thought Philly from the beginning of the year would be one of the teams that would com- compete for the NFC East. 
uh, we're right in that mix. Uh, I don't see a game on our schedule we can't win. Do you? Uh, do you guys see that team in the NFL that you just don't want to go play? No. Well, no. We, we're, we're, we're going to be competitive on every week. I, I still do think, and uh, TL, I'll turn it over to you, but I still think the Minnesota and the New Orleans games are the keystone to our whole schedule. I still believe that, but go ahead. I, 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 I don't think there's a team on this, this schedule that they, they, they can't beat. I think they're their own worst enemy right now for the most part. I think a lot of it is new guys and you know trying to get familiar with each other. Uh, there are going to be games where you have a lot of penalties or you have a lot of self-inflicted wounds, and it may last the whole season. It may be a 500 season for that aspect alone. There's great talent. We we can obviously see there's effort that they're capable because they're. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs the only undefeated team in, in the league so far, yep. so that's a good measure. But at the same time, if they keep having these types of games where they're off a little bit or there's penalties or there's you know dumb mistakes it, you never know they could lose them all you know I mean just as easily it's the NFL they're not a team that's at the bottom they're not a team at the, that's at the very top we don't think did John Gruden go too far out of his way not to uh heap praise on Jay throughout the telecast I didn't hear a ton I mean I heard he tried to stay I thought he tried too much to stay on the on the nonpartisan it's, side. A, it's impossible for him to win that. And he reads his boy, too, so it's kind it, of a it, weird he thing. He said, we grew up together. Yeah. This is my brother. I love him. Uh, you know, this is emotional. I'm an emotional wreck, I think he said. But, yeah, he, he did. He was calling out. He called that. So, on third and two, when we hit oh. Doxon in the end zone, he called that out. He, he said, did. hey, give me one-on-one with Doxon. Well, he knows. He did. You got to take right. your shots to win a yeah. road and game. And I think he'd also be the one in the camp, say, a tough catch and everything, but damn. Got you want it. First round pick. I mean, you that's, want it. Those are the plays. See, I don't you think about make. when you got drafted. We're gonna make a play. I'm not saying he should have, and we would have lost. Saying. I'm just going. You know, if I was his coach, you go up to him, put your arm around him, you say, "Tough one. You got to learn from it." But those are the plays you got to make if you're gonna be live up to. And John Gruden, that first pick is all. He's because Gruden called him out on it. He said, "That's what you do with yeah, your know. first pick. You go find him. You and met, he has let him make a play. They're professionals too. Cold blooded, uh, part of him which knows." That which we all know, but sometimes you have to be soft about it. And that is, it matter, if, if making the catch changes everything. Yep. That's a, that's and how about this though, Kirk Cousins? That was the number three receiver in the progression. Yeah, um, yeah. He had the confidence, and what an outstanding throw! That ball couldn't have been anywhere else. We got some. We got a, who do we got? Yeah, we'll go with the. I guess a final question. Is this Keegan related to this? Question. Or John? Keegan's around. All right, Keegan. So Keegs. James brings up a point saying that they're. He wants you guys to try to name three receivers, much less who could touch the ball. Three receivers who could make that catch? And make that catch. Okay, well, just so you know where we all came out on this, there's only one person here who's being super down on him missing that ball, right? You're, you're not giving him no, a pass? I, 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 I'm torn. Okay. I think that okay. there are two camps, though. I think there for just as many people that are saying, eh, whatever, he's going to be a good player, there's just as many people saying, that's bull crap. So not just not just catch it, but touch the ball. I... I I think a lot of people are, have, have, have a lot of confidence in seeing what an athlete we have yeah, if, and watching it. If he didn't make that play last week, this would have been devastating. Did you see? So in slow motion, 11 or 12 feet in the air, they got to do this word science on that. Ridiculous. He's twisting. He bats the ball to himself before he puts two of the most gigantic paws around wow. the center of the ball and, and catches it and, put, and grasps it and brings it into his body. We all know how you like the size of hands. Well, hands matter and for wide receivers. <laughs> so... Um, I think there's a handful of wide receivers, only a handful of wide receivers who could just make that part of the Julio play. Julio Jones, A.J. Green. Beckham. Odell Beckham. 
Odell. Yep. I think Odell can can get to that the ball. That ball is up there. I mean, Doc's has got four he inches says on Odell. Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike uh, Evans. Evans could. Yeah. I don't know if he's got that uh, that that uh, that that ballerina contortionist style in the hips. You know, Evans is a straight up and down guy. I mean, he went up and got it, and his body was twisted up like a corkscrew. Antonio Diggs. Brown. Stephon Diggs. No, Josh well, Dawkins is a, a level it, above him. So I think lengthwise, part, T. I'm talking about to James. Talking about where that ball was. I think there's a there's I'm a handful. T- I'm of guys. actually also naming guys that when you're a quarterback, you're looking to go throw the ball too. Yeah, and he did as the number three. No, no, That's no, what, that was, gives me that, confidence. I'm just but, naming other guys. That, but I think there's only a couple guys in the league who could finish that that exact play. That exact play where you catch the ball because we're going to give Josh Jackson credit for the catch all the way until he hit the ground. So there's only a handful of guys who could have made that part of the play. But coming down from that high up, colliding with the ground with one arm on the ball, I mean, I think you have Gronkowski, maybe uh, maybe a Greg Olson, maybe um, uh, Martellus Gronkowski Bennett. Gronkowski ain't getting up. That, no, no, no. I'm talking about who can – I'm not saying who can come I'm – saying, I'm saying who can survive the collision with the ground mm-hmm. and not drop Kelsey. the ball. Kelsey. And Kelsey. I mean, I think you're talking about a tight end. I think you're talking about a guy that big whose arms are almost as big as the ball. Who, because, you know, these wide receivers, they can go up and get it, but they got sticks for arms. When they come down and make that collision, it, there's not a lot of arm there. But, but with, That ball came off the high dive at 12 feet. Yes. So, uh, yes. Those guys are bringing it in from, you know, 10 feet. That's, maybe, that's two foot of difference. Top, I went to St. John's. Maybe Jordan Reed. Maybe mm. he didn't make the play. Hey, you know what night. the best part is? Is we're going to get a chance to find out. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. We're going to get a chance to find out. Although he only played 17 snaps, which kind of freaks me out, but we'll get him there. We will get him there. Well, guys, I think uh, I think we got another good episode of After the Whistle In. I want to make sure we tell everybody on Hogshaven's Facebook, after we finish doing this, and people can listen and people can watch, after we finish doing this, we uh, button it up. We do a show called The Hot Box with Kevin and Darren McClinton. <laughs> we what? On... <laughs> Well, we do button it up. A uh, uh, little I basketball. Zip. I zip it up. There's some zipping going on. Yeah, I don't, the button basketball no talk good, is bro. next. No good. Followed by DC Mess Around, which is uh, just basically dedicated All DC sports. to telling the story that DC is an awesome sports town. And uh, we believe that even after a tough loss like last night. Uh, let's go say, Nats, baby. Yeah, let's go Nats. On behalf of, uh, I think, Redskins fans, for the most part, are getting behind that, except for Skins, New Jersey. Whatever, dude. Sorry. I, I, got no, I can't handle that. <laughs> um... For Maddie, the Real Deal Seal, and Brian Stabby, I want to say thank you to you guys. Thank you. And thank you to everybody on Hogshaven. Um, Kevin Ricca, thanks for coming over on this Tuesday evening for After the Whistle and the Audible. Thanks for having me, buddy. Eight and four gets us to ten and six. Everyone laughed at me. We're going there. That's where we're headed. Couldn't agree more. Tim Strachan, good Tuesday head by all. Can't You're a great host, man. Can't spell Tuesday it. without T. I appreciate it. That's right, you can. <laughs> Stick around for the DC mess around. Come check us out. Vinny, keep fighting, brother. Keep uh, it up, buddy. Amen. Strong. Amen. Thanks, for, thanks for tuning in, everyone. He Appreciate is uh, Tom Petty. Yes, he is. I am Ken Marangolo, and this was The Audible. R.I.P., brother. <laughs>